From Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between, talking local and national sports, and just about anything discussed in a tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan, welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. Good evening. Thank you, everyone that's tuning in and listening. Uh... I am your host, Tom, and bringing you another fun-filled adventure here tonight. Uh, Looking forward to this one. We're going to talk some Pistons basketball, something we haven't done there in a while. Uh, We're going to talk about the NBA draft lottery. Uh, uh, The boys in blue got a little bit screwed. Uh, We'll talk about it. Uh, Lions' latest rumors and um, scenarios, we'll say. Um, We're going to hit the NBA and NHL conference finals. Um, Which program is in worse shape? Michigan State basketball. I'm sorry, Michigan State football or Michigan basketball. Either, both of them are kind of a train wreck these days. And we're going to unveil a new segment tonight uh, called Rapid Fire. Uh, should be some fun times. Uh, but we are going to welcome our other guests here tonight. And you're not going to believe who is with us tonight. Yes, Mr. Jasper, what is up, my friend? Hey, you. I should say welcome back to myself on this one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on. Oh. Yeah. You've uh, you've had quite the weekend, haven't you? <sighs> well, I mean, I've had quite the last couple of weeks, but yep. yeah, this weekend I was in Battle Creek for baseball tournament. Drove out there Friday. Um, game was supposed to start at six. They canceled the game at six forty-five due to rain and field conditions. Drove back home, mm. and then got up and they rescheduled the game for nine o'clock Saturday morning. So I had to get up early, drive. So we played three games yesterday. Mm. Unfortunately, unsuccessful mm. in all three games. Uh, we lost the first two games by a total of uh, four runs, two games in each one. I think it was 11-9 and 7-5, I believe. And then we played uh, the first round bracket. We were an eight seed, played against the number one seed, which happened to be a a team that is ranked, I don't know, I'd probably say in the top 15 in the Hmm. state of Indiana. Okay. Um, They were like a triple-A majors team, and we're just a community team, just a single-A Dude, we gave him hell. We gave, we came out in the first inning, put up uh, put up six runs in the first inning. Their coaches were going crazy, uh, yelling at kids. I I think they figured they were going to just steamroll, but we ended up losing uh, fourteen to eight. Um, Ryan had a great weekend. He got uh, so at the at the end of each game, the conclusion of each game, the opposing team gets to select MVPs of the opposite team. In those games, uh, the second game, he made a uh, – I'll have to show you the video, but made a play, diving catch at uh, short and doubled off oh. uh, the kid. And then in the last game, he was given the MVP as well. So he got two MVP scorecards for the weekend. The second, uh, the second one he got was uh, he absolutely hit a nuke for a triple. Oh, okay. And then they brought him in to pitch. And um, 
didn't give up a run. I think he got three strikeouts, I think, in the one inning, inning and a half of work he did. So he did good. Cool. Very cool. And I but, got you got two MVPs? So yeah, that, he's got two MVPs. That's nice. So, yeah. That's nice. So, yeah, he was jazzed up, but, uh, you know, I I couldn't be uh, more – I mean, obviously I'm proud of him sure. for how he played, but I'm, I'm more um, – more ecstatic of how the how the boys on the team. I'm an assistant coach, so uh, to see us go and, and every game we got down, but we never gave up. We battled back every game, and Good. I tell you, if we could just cut the airs out, uh, I, we we'd probably win a lot more games than what we had. I think we're I think we're five and ten. I think right now, so it'll come in time, but, but we'll get better. So yep. But I'm I'm excited to be back. It's been a couple of weeks. Obviously, you know. And I think I kind of popped in on the last show. Sure. We talked about my moving. You oh, know, yeah. Uh, I should say in the process of moving and stuff like that, new, new house. So it's been pretty busy. So tonight I had the opportunity. I figured I'd hop on and let's talk some sports. Well, we're glad to have you back. And uh, you know what that sound means. Oh, yeah. You know who's coming up. The one. The only. JP the Giant, what is up, my friend? What is going on, fellas? Good to <laughs> oh, be back in the house. Yeah, it's good to be back in the speakeasy. This is the first time uh, we've gone live in the actual speakeasy. So people yeah. get a chance uh, wondering, what's the deal with the name of the show? What, what's the speakeasy 330 aspect of it? Uh, well, here we are. We're in it. Uh, this is uh, actually Rich and I's COVID creation. Um, all the bars were closed, so we made our own bar. And um, yeah. it's been kind of evolving for the past three years. It's got a uh, a life of its own. It's been a lot of fun. So um, early you know, renditions of the show when we first launched uh, three years ago, we were... Has it been that, has it's, it been that Yeah, long? it's been three years. Yep. Um, it's it's we used to broadcast out of here every every week but um slowly but surely things changed and um we had a great great weather day and i'm like you know what i'm gonna lug all the equipment outside and we're gonna we're gonna bring it back old school and uh here we are so excited to get this thing underway um but before we start um you know we have had a pretty good uptick of viewers and followers and 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 we are very thankful for that. We started posting some reels, getting some little quick little snippets of the show out there for people that really don't want to spend an hour of their time uh, watching it. So they get an idea of what, what we're all about and some of the knowledge that we bring to the table. So that's getting a lot of uh, positive attention. Um, so that's cool. We just want to thank everybody that's tuned in, everybody that's listening and, and you know, Adds to the show, comments. Uh, we we really appreciate it in in helping us uh, get this show bigger and better. Uh, specifically, last week we had a a Mexican food uh, segment, which was a huge hit. Got lots of great submissions that we are definitely going to be taking a weekend and and checking out these places. Um, and then specifically, um, I want to you know thank. Anthony Bonk, who's of uh, Evie's Tamales, he has been um, very uh, uh, generous uh, offering us to come down, and we will be doing that very shortly. Uh, I will be getting with him and setting up plans. Um, but to everybody that that gave submissions, it was awesome, and we're thankful that 
that you guys took the time out of your day on Twitter and did that. So um, we're going to get this thing rolling. Uh, and we had an unfortunate loss in the NFL world this week. Uh, the Cleveland Browns legendary running back, Jim Brown. My my dad is a, is a Cleveland Brown fan, um, and he was uh, pretty emotional when he found out the news. Obviously, he grew up watching him play and being from the Ohio – State of Ohio, he was a Browns fan, so um, kind of took him back to his childhood era. Uh, you don't realize players like him, you, they're like godlike in a sense. You don't ever think that they're going to die, and when they pass away, it's it's big news. Um, so uh, we'll start with you, Rich. Uh, what What is your take on Jim Brown? I know you got some things you want to say about him. <laughs> In the pre-show, you guys told me not to talk about that. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep that one. We'll keep that one. Uh, uh, we'll keep that <laughs> one under wraps. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's a pre-show. Yeah. But no, I mean, uh, realist. I mean, really, I I didn't start digging into Jim Brown until probably like 1993, 1994, uh, when he was the color commentator uh, for the first six UFC p- pay-per-views. I, you know, I've been watching UFC from the from the beginning, but yeah, he. Uh, he was one of those uh, iconic voices when it came to the UFC in the beginning. Um, did I think he was great at it? No, but that was a voice that you could, when it first started up, his voice was, uh, was the likeness of the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you dig into some of the statistics behind him, uh, you know, and, and what he overcame, you know, he was a civil rights activist. He was a, uh, he was a movie star. I guess you want to call it a movie star, but he appeared in, in over 50 different television shows and movies. He was a first round draft pick in yeah. 1957, sixth overall. Hmm. That was the last, um, the last year the Lions won a Super Bowl or yeah. an NFL championship. An NFL championship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, but you know, with that or whatever, I mean, the guy, he, he put some, he didn't play very long. You know, he, you know, his career would have spanned till he was about 30. Is he, that play, he, he played 10 years. Yeah, so he played yep. ten years. I mean, in ten years, um, you know, he averaged uh, you know twelve hundred yards a uh, you know a season if you look at it rushing yards because he had twelve thousand three hundred something rushing yards. So, yeah. um, and less games know, than they play now. Yeah, less games. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, a guy, you know, he was good at his craft. We'll just say that. Yep, JP. I know you. Uh, you're the resident. Uh, encyclopedia of the easy speak podcast uh, the historian <laughs> yes uh uh share some words that that you uh, uncovered about jim brown yeah so obviously jim by one of the well-respected people and all guy lived till he was 87 years old led the nfl in rushing eight of the nine seasons that he played Uh, Retired rather early. He was only 30 years old when he retired. Uh, As Rich said, he became an actor. Over 50 films. Uh, He's actually a social activist and leader. First generation of black athletes that were allowed to participate in sports, which is pretty iconic. Um, He uh, was the founder of AmeriCan program, teaching management skills to young men in the streets and in the prison cell uh and will obviously leave a lasting legacy for my generation and generations to follow 
Yeah, good words there, JP. Um, you know, he's he's a lot like Bill Russell was, you know, the superstar NBA player that recently just passed. Um, just legendary on the, on the uh, court. He was very uh, proactive off the court uh, with civil rights. So Jim Brown is just one of those guys that, uh, and, and we know around here famously uh, for Barry Sanders' father uh, saying, he ain't looking as good as Jim Brown <laughs> about when, when he, Barry had his 2,000-yard season. So, um, yeah, I mean, just – just legendary and, and like you said, 10 years in the NFL and uh, Hall of Famer and uh, big-time loss, big-time loss for the NFL, uh, for the Cleveland Browns, and and I'm sure the team will put something together um, this this upcoming season for them. Uh, they'll probably have his number on the field or something like that. So well said, guys. Um, just wanted to uh, hit on that really quick. Obviously, that's it's a big newsmaker this week. Um, and it is near and dear to my heart. Like I said, um, my dad being a Browns fan, I wanted to kind of give a shout out to dad. Um, I know we were texting back and forth and, um, I kind of broke the news to him. So, um, I wanted to do that for him. So dad, love you. And, uh, that was for you. And we are going to move on. We're going to talk about some Pistons. Um, believe it or not, we're, we're going to talk Pistons here. Um, <laughs> Mason, uh, <laughs> um, draft lottery, man, is is it time for something new? Because you have a seventeen win team that gets the fifth pick, and they were they were the the worst team in the NBA by six games, and you have the same percentage opportunity than the the next two teams, which I don't see how that's fair. Um, obviously. Uh, I have uh, opinions uh, that probably are far stretched, but um, I I can't imagine how the lottery. And as you saw in the NHL, where of course Jonathan Taves is going to retire, Chicago needs a new superstar face of the franchise. Oh, here's Connor Bedard. So there you go. So um, JP, yeah. we'll start with you. Um, what is your take on the draft lottery? Does it really help the teams that need it the most? Uh, I, I like. I'm kind of a little indifferent about the rule. Um, I know that obviously teams are tanking, and the rule is uh, put in place to guard against just that. Um, I mean, you're automatically guaranteed a top five pick. And of course, in Detroit's luck, you end up at five. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know Troy Weaver. Troy Weaver's putting it out there and he's making it seem like they're excited about the pick and that they're also open for business for anybody that wants to come get the pick. Uh, I kind of, I little foreshadowing. Some, there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, uh, I came up with some uh, fifth picks here since uh, the 2017 draft. So back in 2017, the number five pick Aaron Fox of the Kings, pretty good. 2018, Trey Young was drafted by uh, the Hawks. He was act- it was actually involved in a trade mm. between him and Luca. I think Dallas uh, won out on that deal. Wow. Uh, 2019, Darius Garland was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, 2021, Jalen Suggs for the Magic. And then last year, of course, Jaden Ivey. So, I mean, there's been some pretty good value at, for mm. that pick over the, the last drafts, as you see. Um then, as he said, you know, 
they're open for business and they may be looking to trade some guys. I know Pasco Siakam is a guy out there for Toronto who has an expiring deal that maybe they can uh, package some picks up for. For the Athletic, there was an article that came out that maybe Bogey, Alex Burks, Wiseman, and the fifth pick for Siakam, mm. kind of a haul. Yeah, uh, and then uh, maybe a guy like R.J. Barrett for the Knicks, who uh, played really well in the in the playoffs this year and can play some defense. I know Tom kind of feels indifferent about him, but well, I think he's a guy that would be good here and would fit. He's he's got a huge upside, but it's either he's really good or he's really bad. Uh, there's there's no middle ground with Barrett, and and he proved that in that playoff run um, when he was good. Man, he was good, but consistently, uh, I it would take the right it would have to take the right pick for me to feel comfortable giving up that that high of a draft pick. Um, yeah. But you know, it, you put him on the court with this young talent that we have. It maybe he's the missing link that they need. I I, I don't know. Um, I think they need a lot more than one. Um, so I would hope that they were looking for, you know, maybe two or three. NBA ready players or, or players that are on the verge of, of, of being ready to, to make their mark. So we'll see. That was actually my next question I had for you, but you beat me to the punch, obviously, because you have the script. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. And my, uh, you know, and then, you know, my thing is, is can, do we trust the scouting of Weaver? You know, it's look at his first class with Bay and, Killian Hayes well, and I think Beef Stew. I mean, it's he hasn't really produced in a draft class yet. You you liked what he did early on. He came in and just started cleaning house. There was a lot of dead weight on this team. He you know he cleared the cleared the cupboards, which you know that's what you want. There's a big mess that was left. Let's come in here and let's clear it out and let's rebuild. But that rebuilding has. Uh, it's been a little hit or miss, and I agree. Uh, even even the Cade Cunningham pick at number yeah. one, obviously he was the guy at that point with that draft, so you almost had to. But you know, he we're going into year three, and and he hasn't played a full season, so it, it makes you wonder. Um, Rich, what's your take on the NBA draft lottery, and uh, do you see it as as something that? Really, is is good for I see these? JP laugh, and JP knows exactly what's coming out of my mouth. I, I, I t- if with hockey and uh, NBA with the draft lottery, I, okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of touch on this a little bit with um, the hockey one. I didn't watch the NBA one because I think I was uh, driving a moving truck around, and I think I was texting you guys what I miss, what I miss, what yeah. I miss. So I didn't get to watch it. I, wa- I was so excited to see JP shotgun. I mean, I had I had everything ready. It was ready to hit the go live, um, but then I was very disappointed. It, it, yeah. it <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, it's like, you know, you look at the NHL, the way the NHL did it is they, uh, they came in and they had a stack of cards already already made out. It's like, dude, give me the ping pong balls. If you want it to be a, you know what? If you want to make it a real draft lottery, put all the teams in there. Everybody gets one ball, and you pick them out. You pick them out as the first round's going. Mm-hmm. You want it to be a draft lottery. You want it to be a surprise. You yep. want to. I mean, that's what it is. And here's the thing that really irritates me about the NBA is 
the thought process behind, you know, JP, you kind of touched on it the last five, uh, the last couple years of the fifth round pick. Those guys now are producing and they're and, and they're performing, but back in you know 2017 they weren't. You know, but and if you look at it, look how many guys that were selected before them who might not be playing up to that. And I just think the NBA is everybody's mm-hmm. so focused on the one guy, the one impact player, because that's what people want to see. They want to see the immediate impact that a guy is going to have yeah. in the transition from college to professional ranks. Right. So that's, you know, so in, in spirit of being a draft lottery, I think if you're going to do it, you put all 30, all 30 teams in full transparency. Say, yeah. Yep, and just ha- do it like the lot, like the seven o'clock lottery that they mm-hmm. have when they draw well, numbers for the, the, the three and four digit every night. Deloitte and Touche used to yeah. do that. They they would be there to witness it, and I mean, you watched them. You know, the ball would come up, and like, oh, Detroit Pistons. You know, I just, yeah. I don't. know. I'm not a it's fan. Just, it, it's horseshit. I'll yeah. be honest with you. It's yeah. all horseshit. It's and what it is is you look at it. Uh, Detroit is not a large market no. team. I, yep. no. I, you know, at one time they were. You know, at one time they were a major draw. Just right now, all Detroit sports yeah. is not. Is I mean, the Lions are really the only team yeah. that's a draw right now, and that gets national attention. But when you look past the Lions, really, there's there's no buzz. No. And and when you think about it, you know the the Spurs got the number one you know, draft picked overall, which they're going to make that selection. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is you think about it and we kind of talked about it, you know, they had, they had David Robinson and then David Tim Robinson, Duncan. right, right before he was getting ready to call it quits. Bam. In comes Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. And Tim Duncan has, now they're going to get this guy. And well, it's going to be almost like a resurgence of, they've had you know, two, or, San, two or three San years Antonio's, of, 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 you know, Lackluster, not San Antonio Spurs esque basketball game. Yeah, uh, basketball. So what? What sounds good? A generational center that that's yeah. going to build this team up. And, and San Antonio is not a huge market, but they've always had a. They've always produced good teams. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, but I, I, one thing I will say with the Pistons, they do have a good core of young players, a really, really good talent. But it's going to take the right coach. Uh, obviously, they haven't made that decision yet. And in the last couple of weeks, we've had three really good coaches get let go, two of which were rather surprising, um, Budenholzer and Monty Williams, uh, the third being Doc Rivers, who I don't know. He, he couldn't get it done with the Clippers. Uh, obviously, he couldn't get it done with the 76ers, so I'm not sure if he would be the right fit. Um, JP, who do you see uh, out there, whether it be the, the the coaches I mentioned or some of these young guys, some of these you know talented young bench coaches, who's the right fit for this team that could really get them you know on the right track? Uh, my opinion, personally, I like a guy like Monty Williams. He was a longtime assistant coach. Uh, his overall record in the NBA is 80 games over 500. He's actually the odds-on favorite by Gambler.com at plus 150 right now. Uh, he has a 46 and 27 record in the playoffs. Uh, coach of the year 2022, and that you know it's it's kind of a mess in Phoenix. You know you can't really blame him. I think that 
a few coaches have been fired unjustly, obviously. Uh, I think Durant, call it what you want, he's kind of overrated in my opinion. I think Aiton's a little overrated. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul was banged up. Aiton was banged up. Aiton won't be there I don't next think he year, really had a fair shake this year. Well, yeah, so and, and then I, I really like Monty Williams. And I, uh, real quick. Yeah, I really like Monty Williams, and I think that he'd be a steal for anybody. Yeah, real quick, uh, as far as – Monty Williams goes, it just came out that KD and, um, uh, oh, crap, who's the um, who's their guard? Oh. Who's their superstar guard? What? Oh, Devin Booker. Devin Booker. I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, they were very uh, – they were the ones that pushed for him to be fired, which was a big surprise for me. I, I couldn't believe that – you know, your two top players would actually, um, yeah. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> I, was draw- I was drawing a blank. It's crazy. Uh, it's been a long day. But I was surprised that um, you would hear, you know, your two top players psh, would uh, be the ones instrumental in having your coach fired. I-, I-, I just think that's crazy. But go ahead. Yeah. And it's. You know, like I said, it's kind of a shitty situation. It's like that in most NBA franchises right now, and I, I think that would be a huge, huge get for the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned Cade not not being you know out of the lineup the last couple seasons off and on. I think that he has a nagging injury that he's taking care of now. So, Let's hope. and I, I expect him big things from him next season. So, I think if they can get the right coach in here and maybe add a couple more pieces, it's going to be tough in free agency, like you said, because. This doesn't have the allure of L.A. or Mm-mm. Miami, but yeah. I, Monty Williams is my guy. Yeah, I mean, that. Uh, it's a good pick. It's a safe pick, and um, like you said, it's somebody that's kind of gone up the ranks. He's He's got the experience, and maybe working with some younger guys, not having to worry about uh, getting picked off by, by your top players, uh, maybe that, uh, that would uh, yeah. work well for him. Um, so we will see. Time will tell. Um, so we're going to move on to the next topic tonight. Um, the aforementioned uh, lovable Leos, the Pontiac Pussycats, as, as Mr. Jasper likes to call them. Uh, some, some rumors, maybe. Some scenarios, perhaps. An unfair ESPN power rankings, Maybe. <laughs> Uh, unfair, unfair. Uh, we'll they're, see. They're, I, they're, they're drinking the Kool-Aid as well. <laughs> they Just are like everybody else, like they, everybody else on this screen right now. We're all drinking that Kool-Aid. Oh, no question. It's cold. It's it, sweet. It, yep. And, it's and, tasty. And like I said last week, uh, it's blue and I do not like blue Kool-Aid, but I, <laughs> I, I do like the Honolulu and blue Kool-Aid. It's uh, it just hits differently. It just hits yeah. differently. So, um, yeah. it came out this week that, DeAndre Hopkins uh, might not be an Arizona Cardinal uh, for too much longer. Maybe he's asking for too much. Possibly Arizona's going to cut him. And a lot of grumblings that maybe the Detroit Lions are are a possible landing spot for good old D-Hop. JP, thoughts about that? Would he help this team? Or would it be a scenario where I'm he out. might be a cancer in in the in the, the clubhouse? I'm I'm out on him. He's missed 15 games over the last two years to various different reasons. 31 years old. You owe, he's owed 30 million dollars for the next two seasons. He 
hasn't really ha- hasn't had a thousand yard receiving season since 2020. I- I'm out on him. He's 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 on the decline to me. Yeah, uh, it seemed like either him uh, or Kyler Murray were were going out last week uh, last year. So they they were never on the same page. And, and let's face it, Kyler Murray's a whole story by itself. Uh, Rich, what do you what do you what do you think? Would would D Hop be a good fit here, or would he kind of go against everything that Brad Holmes has pretty much built so far since he's been here? Uh, he would definitely probably bring a different element to the game on the field. However, I don't think that is necessarily going to mesh with the uh, with the personnel that they have in place right now. I, I just I don't think that. Um, I don't think it'd be really conducive to the, to the team. Uh, would it be nice to have the first six weeks of the season and then just yeah. kind of get rid of them after that? Yeah, it'd probably be pretty good. <laughs> it'd be an expensive uh, six know, weeks. It'd be a very expensive <laughs> six weeks. Um, but, you know, with that being said is, I mean, do we really, do we really shake the boat? when We really got a good thing going, right? That's kind of my thing. Um, is it going to hurt not having, um, having JMO there. Absolutely. But however, we did pretty well last year without him in the first. I was going to say, we wouldn't really season. know, would we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, <laughs> right, I, mean, right. I mean, we, re- I mean, we did pretty well the first half of the mm-hmm. season. Um, right. He, he did. Uh, obviously he did have some flashes that, that we expect to see out of him. But I think that our play calling it will be good. I think Marvin Jones Jr. is going to mm-hmm. uh, is going to be an integral piece to that offense this he's, year. He's DJ whether Chark, whether or not Jay Mose or not. So yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's DJ Chark. It's the same type of receiver. Uh, he's familiar with with this team, so I, I more durable. Yeah, I, I I think he'll be he'll be you know. And then you got Reynolds and. And obviously, you got Sam Laporta that you just drafted. So uh, Ben Johnson is is the offensive guru. He's he'll he'll put the right scenarios together. Um, uh, Brandon says Hopkins would fit the t- of course. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I yeah. am not surprised that uh, yeah. Mr. Brandon Jane uh, would think that he would fit really good with the Titans. Uh, uh, just uh, newsflash: Brandon Chains is a Titan season ticket holder. So, um, yes, that uh, that makes full sense that, <laughs> that he, sound, he sound would the like. Siren. They could they yeah. could use it, the help for sure. Um, but here's a name that uh, I've I've seen thrown around. I've seen thrown around the last couple of days, and I, I <laughs> everybody's shaking their head. Now. I want nothing to do with it. Obviously, these guys know yeah. where I'm going with this because it's on our show uh, script. Um, Kenny Galladay. Who had, I mean, what six nope. catches in two seasons with the Giants? Uh, I keep nope. reading these stories that he would be a perfect fit for the Detroit Lions. Been there, done can, that. Can I, Rich, can, hey, can I give you? Can I give you an analogy of this one? No, it's like when you were a kid and you would steal uh, a bottle of uh, Southern Comfort. And you drink yeah. half the fifth of Southern Comfort, and you puke your brains out, mm-hmm. and you're like, "I'm never drinking never that again." again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kenny, Ga- Kenny Galladay falls into the same, the same stories. Like, hey, listen, hey, I've gone down that road before. I'm just not interested anymore. That's, that's what a Kenny good Galladay. Analogy. We've all been Ken- there. That, that's what Kenny Galladay is. Everybody has everybody has prayed that they would never drink 
something again. Well, and yeah. ours just happens to be Kenny Galladay. I have actual and to do with it. I have actual audio of Kenny Galladay when he went to New York and then saw the offense that the Detroit Lions are putting together. Actual yeah. audio. No, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. Let, that, you know what? There was. We always t- talk about how well Brad Holmes is smart on certain things. Man, he really hit the nail on the head with this one. Yeah, Let this guy walk because he has yeah. done absolutely yep. nothing. Nothing. And nothing. Nope. And that's and it. <laughs> shout out to all the national news outlets that linked the Detroit to everybody in the offseason. Lamar oh, yeah. Jackson, I mean, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they saw uh, uh, Lamar riding on a, one of those uh, – uh, scooters, one of those, uh, whatever you call them, uh, in the city yeah. on, on a random like weekday that he was. I don't even know if that was him, but yeah, everybody yeah. was like, Lamar's to Detroit booking. I'm like, I don't <laughs> think like, so. It's like breaking news Jameson Williams liked Lamar Jackson's tweet, and then you know, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Lions are a likely spot hey. to land Lamar Jackson. Hey, like, hey listen, huh? hey, listen, I liked all of his tweets too, but you don't see them saying, hey, check it out. Rich is right, looking at it. Like, hey, okay. Breaking yeah. news. Breaking news. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes rumored to the Lions because he yeah. he went to Lafayette Coney Island. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break already. Hey, uh, hey, hey, breaking news. Yeah, Mahomes to Detroit because um, – he got drafted by the Tigers. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, it's, these this, these media guys are just. Uh, I, I guess they'll do Rowan's anything. Rollins at 48 is making a comeback to the Lions. Yeah. Wait, wait. Is this confirmed? This broke. To is he Ro bringing Owens his popcorn? We'll be doing a workout with the Detroit Lions. Antonio Brown's coming too. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, he's playing, yeah, he's playing he's, arena football. Yeah, the team he I owns. Because <laughs> yeah. nobody else wants him. No. I wonder if he's going to run a route in those clown shoes. Oh, man, I tell you. Uh, um, maybe uh, maybe come to the game in the clown car too. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll play without a shirt on, I guarantee it. And then he'll right. be the halftime performance. He'll, he'll be rapping mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, Let me say one more thing yeah, before go we close this one out. I would rather take the top receiver of the Michigan Panthers than Kenny Galladay. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's a that's a bold statement. Can we name the top receiver of the Michigan Panthers? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I I don't yeah. either. I don't either. Um, all right, moving on. Um, so as we all know, uh, the Lions kind of got you know kicked a little bit for taking Jack Campbell. Number eighteen in the first round, um, he was going to be there in the second round. They could have waited. Blah blah blah. He's a hell of a player, Buckus Award winner. But with that draft pick, what does that exactly mean for possibly the future of Malcolm Rodriguez? Or is is playtime going to get diminished? JP, what do you think about that? Uh, I, I mean, you drafted linebacker at pick eighteen. I think you kind of got to start him regardless, right? And. Uh, Worst, worst comes to worst with Rodrigo, you just add another depth guy. Yeah, I mean, he had 80 tackles last year. He played over 50% of the snaps. And he missed some games, too. Missed some games. He wasn't. He didn't really have that necessarily high of a grade with PFF. It was 62.8. So, I mean, obviously, I think Jack Campbell, you're upgrading at the position. Uh, and he was a six-round pick, you know, and yeah. you, you, you hit on him. You got some production out of him. 
You know, he's still with the team. I'm sure that whatever role you put him in, he's going to go out there and he's going to play. You know, and then Anzalone and Campbell, they're only one snap away from getting hurt. So right, yeah, yeah, I, I think. reinforcement. Yeah, I mean, I, I look as Campbell as Anzalone's replacement next year because yeah. I don't see him, I mean, maybe a year, at most two more years at the team, yeah. we'll see. But that could be a replacement here. Um, Rich, do you see any scenarios where they maybe even look to Possibly move on with Rodriguez, or are they? Is this is this a guy that's fully uh, part of their future moving forward? Uh, you know, it, it, to kind of touch on what JP said. Yeah, he was a sixth round pick. It's a feel good story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody would have known who he was if he didn't uh, pretty much shine in the uh, uh, HBO special, right? Hard yeah. Knocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really showed out on that. Um, he, you know, his stats. His stats are show that's who he is yeah you know he he is going to be a depth guy whether he's with detroit or with with any other team you draft a guy at 18 you know he's coming in day one and he's going to be your starter that's why they picked him at 18 right because they believe that's the that's where they have him at Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. he's a depth guy and that's and we and we all knew we all we know all too well in the nfl you need depth at every position you know, he's yeah. got a year, uh, he's got a year under his belt in the system. So he understands the schemes. He understands the system. Um, he's a great bench guy. Uh, he's a, he's probably a hell of, I mean, I've never heard anybody say one bad thing about him. He's probably yeah. a hell of a guy in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a personality. He's, he's a personality that you, uh, that you need. Um, well, just look at the outfits. Game, that he the outfits in the league. Oh yeah. Yes. It's just, it, you you yeah. want that guy in your locker room? Yeah, and you know, <laughs> and that's the thing is he he is going to be a guy that when you need to put him in, he's not going to be uh, you know running around not knowing where he's going. Sure, he's not right. he's not going to be like Bobby Boucher when he doesn't know how to play football <laughs> and he goes and Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Boucher, not, not you know goes and drop kicks somebody. So I, I I'm okay with it. I really am, and hopefully he sticks around. And I mean, I think he kind of gets an idea where his role is so i I look at i look at campbell being drafted as somewhat confidence in their secondary and their front their front guys Uh, i think the the fact that they did go linebacker so high tells me that they're confident and where where they're at right now and that that yes it was a bold pick it was a bold pick but they feel confident feel confident enough that this is the right guy that's going to kind of put that that defense over the top. So um, I, I agree with you guys. I think this is this is definitely a, a depth move. Plus you have Barnett who's go, coming in on his third year, so he's young. So you're going to have healthy guys being rotated in and out, uh, which isn't exactly a bad bad idea to have uh, with, a, with a football team that's ready to roll. So um, yeah. I, I, I think Rodrigo's – Probably safe. Uh, so moving on here, ESPN released their first power rankings. The the Lions were at number thirteen. I I, I think that's surprisingly low for them, seeing that all the big hype train behind the Lions. Um, so to see that the ESPN says thirteen, yet they're playing Kansas City Chiefs in Week One, uh, four total primetime games. 
uh, potentially five, and then they come in at rank thirteen. I, I, I'm I'm not sure that was exactly the right pick. Rich, where where do you think the right number for the Lions is, or did they get it right? Um, I honestly think and feel that that's probably about right where they're at. I don't. I think. I, me personally, I don't want them to be hype them up because I'd like to have them come in this season with uh, not a big ego and just come in and handle yeah. business and do work. You know, that's that's my motto on that. I think once you start, um, once you start giving them the the power rankings in the in the top five or the top ten, that's where players tend to uh, you know maybe get too full of themselves or too big on themselves. I, me personally, I think thirteen is probably fine. Um, and I think throughout the course of the season that they're going to increase that or they could go the other way. It really all depends, right? Any given Sunday. So, Yeah, that's true. JP, what, what do you think? Is this is this a right right position, or do you think they kind of got, got jogged here a little bit? Well, first look, my first initial thoughts were they had a couple teams in front of them that they beat last year. Uh, I think that they could have jumped Pittsburgh and the Jets, who were eight – nine and eight respectively. Uh, I see why they had all the other teams, all the other teams in front of them were playoff teams last year. Uh, you can argue that maybe they're ahead of the giants, but I think it's, it's respectable. Uh, I, I'm sure that they were probably at the back of the pack last year. So it's a hell of a jump. And I think that if they want to move up into that top 10 and keep going, then just go out there and prove it this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like uh, QB one mentioned, uh, it's a prove it, which I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, I don't think they want to go, you know, all in, we'll say, on the river uh, with the right. Lions until they see, you know, what happens in the first, you know, couple weeks of the season. So that first game, that first game right there, uh, they go into Kansas City yeah. and they, I, whether they win or lose, if they lose and they keep it close, yeah. right? Yeah. I think, I think it's a, a morale victory. Let's yeah. say it's. I mean, I'm still not going to accept it, but it's a morale victory, sure. and it it will put people on notice to be. Or if they go in and win, and you know, some heads will scratch. You know, mm-hmm. and they'll you know they'll they'll realize you know, hey, this team is legit. This team's for real, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it'll be a good barometer. I think the the spread right now, which obviously we're we're months upon months away. Uh, yeah. Kansas City is a seven-point favorite. I see that number coming down because I think a lot of people are going to put a lot of money on the Lions to cover that. So, but it's it's yeah. definitely exciting. This is the first year in, and I don't know, I can't remember where the Lions are. We're we're talking about the Lions here in in May, almost in June. So yeah. it's exciting. Uh, hyping it up. Um, so maybe maybe I agree with the thirteen. We'll see. Uh, so. All right, we are going to switch gears and talk about the NBA conference finals going on. Ooh, trouble in LA. And and Miami seems to trouble in Boston yeah, too. Yeah, uh, Boston uh you know gave Miami's up taking it to him right now. Gave up a big lead uh in game 2, specifically the fourth quarter when we when we saw this happened, this uh, right there. <laughs> uh, I will be yeah. the first first to say. Wrong guy to poke. The fr- yeah. I, I will say this right now. I need Jimmy Butler's face here 
on a t-shirt. That absolutely has to happen. I'm sure we could probably find it. The look on his face when he did that, um, which we will uh, throw it up here momentarily. Uh, It was it was great. It was great. I I love it. I love that look. He's like, oh, yeah. And then they start, you know, like there are a couple of Rams here. Uh, But after this happened, uh, I can say that Jimmy Butler went crazy. And he took it as a challenge to uh, prove that he is the better player. And uh, they go on and win the game. So we will start there in Boston, in Miami. Uh, Big game, like we said, Jimmy Butler, Tatum. Obviously, he's doing it every night for Boston. 30 points the first two games, 34 in game three. He seems to be the only one on the court that is carrying them. Meanwhile, you're getting production off the bench, specifically Duncan Robinson, our, our, our main man from the University of Michigan, hit three absolute clutch threes in the in the fourth quarter uh, that kind of kept Miami in striking distance. And then Jimmy Butler went on to go ahead and, and do his thing that led them. JP, is it Dunzo in Beantown? Obviously, the Miami's got a pretty uh, pretty good lead right now oh, in, at halftime. They're smoking them right now. They're smoking them right now. Yeah, it's... It's Dunzo, and let me be the first one to say in the last episode that I I thought the Celtics were going to steamroll the Heat. So I did too. I did. Too. I was completely off on this one. Mm-hmm. It looks like Boston's going to go down three zero, and despite Jason Tatum leading all scorers in the playoffs and points, it's it's just been rough go for him. Jalen Brown not doing very much, no. shooting thirty eight percent, fifteen percent from deep. It, you got Butler tearing it up. He's shooting forty eight percent, and bam, he's tearing it up. It's they're they're just no, they can't match the intensity of Miami right now. And I think Eric Spolstra is just showing again that how elite of a coach he is. I don't look right now. I don't. There might not be a better coach than Spolstra in the NBA. No, I I agree with you. And and looking at the Celtics coach, he's a rookie coach. Um, hell of a season, hell of a season for him this year. But when yeah. it comes down to it, those those matchups, uh, game one, uh, Miami was down by 12 at halftime. They come out in the third quarter and they outscore Boston 46-25. That's coaching. That yeah. That's that's going into halftime and saying, this is what we got to do. We're going to do this, X, Y, and Z. And, and, man, they bought into it. Game, game two, they're down in the fourth. And Spolstra just pulls out some magic. He puts, like I said, Duncan Robinson in the game. Huge threes. Gets them right there. Just makes the yep. right decision. Um, Rich, I know um, you have obviously haven't been following a whole lot, but um, is do you think this is a situation where coaching is absolutely the X factor in this season? It's a series. Yeah. I, you know, coaches are the ones who are pretty much – analyzing every aspect of the game, whether it's after the game or it's during the game. And they're and Miami's just making the appropriate adjustments that, when they need to do it and how they need to do it. I just, if you look my head keeps going up and down looking, cause I'm actually 61, 49, 
Uh, and I don't 11, watch and I don't watch basketball. I'm, I'm not a basketball. But this one right here, I mean, you hear so much about uh, you know how great Boston is and how yeah. Miami's at eight seed and everything like that. This just goes to show you, and, it, it, and honestly, this is kind of like when we talk about the NHL. NHL is so unpredictable when it comes to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You look at it, a team gets in as the eight seed or a wild card seed. Um, you know, when you look at things like that, like, uh, I mean, a lot of it is coaching, but mm-hmm. let's face the facts. I mean, Miami is Miami's been a perennial powerhouse when it, when they get into playoffs. Yeah, they've all they've always seemed to be able to hang with anybody who's there. So I'm not surprised that Miami is doing as well as they are. But, um, you know, it's it's playoffs, man. It's it's winter go home, right? I'm going to put this image back on the screen. I love that image. That look on Jimmy's face tells the whole story. (laughs) He didn't get rattled. He kind of laughed it off. He's a, he is probably the yep. most underrated superstar in the NBA. He lets his play he lets his play dictate his actions. He he's not going to get mouthy. Yeah, yeah, he bumped, you know, heads with Williams and then just gave him a smile. <laughs> he he didn't let it rattle him. He didn't let it rattle him 66-51 uh 10 and a half to play in the third. And um, Boston's Boston's had Miami's number in the playoffs, so I think Miami's come the ones coming in with the extra motivation. Sure. And everybody's been counting them out, so and, and they're and playing with dude, the chip on their shoulders. He's, he's you, tearing them up right now. You have you have experience with Adebayo, with Kyle Lowry, who actually had a donut in the second game, yeah. no points. But his, I think his leadership, his ability to come on with the second unit and kind of lead so they don't have much of a fall-off when uh, Jimmy goes off. So I think this is a complete team. And and watch out because I, I don't know if you can bet against Miami going up against potentially the Denver Nuggets who yep. took a 3-0 lead last night against the Lakers who looked absolutely dead in the fourth quarter. And this is this is kind of a weird series. All the questions were how is Anthony Davis going to hold up? Is 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 he going to be able to match with LeBron? Anthony Davis is the only one on this team that seems to be doing anything. LeBron looks old, he looks tired. Maybe that ankle injury in game 1 is affecting him. But one thing I do notice more from LeBron, he seems to be th- shooting the three a lot, and he seems to be missing it a lot. Oh, wow. So uh, a playoff game, LeBron James to only come down with 23 points, albeit he had 12 assists, which is it's very high output. Um, that's, that's concerning for the Lakers. And then on the flip side, you've got great, great uh, players uh, – Helping out off the bench, former Piston Bruce Brown, go figure. Uh, then you also have a former Piston, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's in the starting rotation, who's making noise. Then obviously you have the best player in the world, Nikola Jokic, who is, uh, I think we can all agree, he should have been the MVP third time in a row. But uh, it's it's doom and gloom in L.A. And, and is this... Signs that LeBron might be slowing down with his age, or where are we at with with the Lakers here, JP? Uh, I think the Lakers are done. I think this. I think it's going to be a clean sweep. Uh, 
he just looks down the stretch, missing layups and breakaway dunks, and he just looks old. And they're they're trying they're trying to force Anthony Davis the ball. Obviously, he's their best player, but they're just getting out rebounded. They're getting outshot heavily from the three point line. Jamal Murray has gone completely nuclear in this series. He's over thirty points per game. In each of the three games, it oh. almost seems like he can't miss. He was like said, he was on fire in the, I think it was the third quarter. He just he he, he looks he, he looked like Steph Curry there for a, for a, for about he, five he minutes. Shoots, every time he jacks him up, you're like, all right, it's going. In. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, Bruce Brown and they got Bruce Brown and KCP coming off. And this game and this series has been personal for KCP, who was a former Laker who was let go. So well, they're, they're, wasn't he in some kind of? Uh, uh, trouble with the law where he couldn't go to certain areas. There were, so there I think that might have played a role. But yeah, I agree. He's he probably is holding a grudge. Yeah, so it's I don't know. It's 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 over for the Lakers in my opinion. I don't I, Denver looks tough, man, and mm-hmm. I just don't it's it's going to be interesting to see if Miami makes it to the next round and they play Denver cuz that that's going to be one hell of a matchup, man. And it's and Jokic you know, outside of game one, hasn't they've thrown tons of different defenders yeah. at him. He really hasn't, you know, he hasn't been trying to force the game. He finds the open guys. Yeah. Guys are knocking down the shots. It's, you know, it's he hasn't taken over the series or had to by himself. So And, it's, and that's what I was going to say. Up until that fourth quarter, Jokic was really quiet. I think he only had like yeah. 11 points up until that fourth. And then he ended yep. up with, I think, 14 uh, in the, in the fourth quarter, so he he kind of woke up, uh, started yeah. pushing his weight around a little bit. Um, uh, I will say one thing: I think the Lakers are got his cock clean. Yep, they're getting their cock clean. Um, <laughs> well, don't forget that Jokic was in foul trouble last game, so he spent a lot of time on the bench. So they kind of yeah. figured out a way to get it done without him. Yeah, and and that's scary. That's scary for anyone looking to play the the Nuggets. Uh, Rich. Uh, Hype train, obviously, with the Lakers. Going into this series, they were the favorites to win it all, which I couldn't believe that. you got a team that got in basically through the playing game. Are you looking at maybe the end, like we, we talked about last week with Golden State being maybe on their way out? Are the Lakers a team that, that their window of opportunity might be closing here? I, I Honestly, I think the window of opportunity is – slam shot. I just think they are, I, you know, LeBron, is he still a great player? Yeah, he's still a great player, but I just, I don't think that, I don't think he has the, um, I'm not going to say the drive. You know, every player has got that drive to win. However, I just, I think the, the grind of the, of the game is getting to him. And, um, I, I think they need to, um, he, they need to manage his workload a little mm, bit. But yeah. In order to in, in order to manage his workload, they need to put um, they need to put people around him. Yeah. To where if he's not in the lineup, they can still be successful or competitive. And you know if he's not in there, they're on. You know they could double up Anthony Davis and get nothing. You know, and so there's they, you know and they they pay a lot of money. Yeah. They pay a lot of money to, to these players. Um, maybe they're paying a lot of money to these players who really don't deserve that type of money. You, you, you hit it. Uh, as much as, as that's kind of gotten a knock in the NBA, you know, workload management, uh, teams take a heat. 
LeBron's almost 39 years old. He's been in the league for 20, almost 21 years. Uh, and he's been in the playoffs damn near every year uh, except for a couple. So his seasons have been grinding out long and long and long. And, and to his credit, he doesn't take plays off. As much of a, not a fan of LeBron, I am. Yeah. He, he gives it 110%, but he might not be able to take it 110% anymore. And and if they need to succeed, they have to find somebody, like you said, that when he goes and sits, they they can rely on, and they just don't have that right now. Austin Reeves is not the answer. They don't have anybody that could you know, uh, be feared, we'll say, that can come in and fill his role. You know, a lot of, a, a lot of that goes back to – um, you know, teams. You know, teams go on a stretch where they're really good for a while, and then they just, they just have to tear it down. Yeah, they have to tear it down. They have to start. I'm not necessarily saying start over, but they need to tear it down. And there's going to be a couple seasons where it's going to hurt. Sure, know, but it's going to put. But then, you know, you take a couple of seasons where it's going to hurt you. Then, it, you know, as long as you do your due diligence, do your scouting correct, mm-hmm. uh, you get the right puzzle pieces. Uh, together, then that's when you can make a run. And um, I, I just think what all they're doing is they're they're backfilling their roster with a lot of older older players who are they're trying to get as much as they can out of the older players. And mm-hmm. I think they just don't have enough to give. I mean, that's yeah. my personal opinion. Right. Um, no faith in Wolverine, Rob Polinka. No, not at all. <laughs> Rob Lowe. <Not> a, <laughs> He's Rob Lowe. I don't care what anybody says. Um, yeah. yeah uh, and let's keep in mind, they did win an NBA championship in the bubble. They did. And the Lakers have LeBron for one more year because in two more years, his kid is going to be draft eligible, and he's already said he's going to sign wherever he goes, which I think is ridiculous. But uh, that's LeBron. Hey I, fault, hey, I don't fault the guy for wanting to play maybe a season with his boy. I mean, yeah. I don't fault him at all. No. Uh, who does he think he is? His boy, Ken, Ken, Ken Griffey Jr.? I don't think so. Uh, he'd be lucky to make, make it in the NBA, in my opinion. But uh, All right. Well, we hit the NBA, and now we are going to hit on the unbelievable NHL Conference Finals. Every game so far in this, this round has gone to overtime. The Panther-Hurricane... Game one, 19 minutes and 50 seconds into the not one, not two, not three, but the fourth overtime, Matthew Kachuk. Well, let me just show you. Brent Burns with 15. Bennett keeps the puck alive. Kachuk with a shot. He scores! Dude, let me tell you, I, I just got my opinion about Kachuk. He reminds me of some of the players that, such as Brendan Shanahan, such as uh, Chris Chelios, um, such as Brett Hall, um, players you never want to play against. Mm. Brett, I mean, Brett Hall had the shot. Gritty. He scored. Brendan Shanahan, he was a gritty player. He could score. He could he could fight you. He could he, he could physically wear you down. And Chelios was just an absolute pest. However, but once it came to your team, you loved him to death. 
That is Matthew to Chuck to me. Yeah, I, I am player. But, uh, Brad Marchand. I'll tell you right now, Brad Marchand can't stand him. Yeah, can't stand him whatsoever. Would love to have him on oh, your team. However, if he came to Detroit, I'd I'd I'd, I'd welcome him with open arms. Um, I'd let him stay at my house. Um, <laughs> I'd cook him breakfast. You'd show him uh, the nice spots of Detroit. I would think. I would. I would show him all the elegant spots <laughs> of Detroit. I would. I would take him to Lafayette Coney Island. Put a couple down his uh, down his throat. Yeah. Uh, take him, him to Miller's. Some, it's uh, better. I'd take him to Miller's. Get him a burger. You know. Maybe I'll take him to Legends. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take him to Legends. And 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 uh, uh, Vanilla King. I'm not messing with bazooki, so you can just you can just forget about it, Mr. Corey. We're going to legends. Bazooki, ooh, no, go ahead. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I would, I would take, a, I would take him to Evie's and get him some tamales. Oh I mean, yeah, I'd, absolutely. I'd, I'd, I mean, I'd take him, I'd take him to Mont's, get him a couple burgers. Um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, that's uh, you know, that's that's his, that's him. You know, yeah. it's like you, goddamn, you hate you hate to play against him, but you know, if he was in your team. You'd love to have him there. He's, you know, he gets it, under it, your it, skin. Oh yeah, and he just sure. seems to be in the right place at the right time. I hear that name; it just irritates me. Um, but his with that dad. being said, oh, his dad. You know, uh, but you know, with that being said, uh, yes, were the Panthers a wild card team? Yes, they were a wild card team. But let me tell you this: they've got a great goalie. They are. They have a. They have a great team. Yeah. Their their uh, you know their record does not um, their record is not an indication of what type of uh, what team they are or you know, how, you know the regular season yeah they they struggled to get in absolutely but from top down they, they have a solid team they have an absolute solid team you got former and former uh, Red Wing uh, stall who's yeah. uh, who's just I mean he's building up the the time on the ice and he's yeah. And he's playing against his brother, so that's given him a, a little more pep. Uh, and it's been fun to well, watch him play. So, some some bragging rights, but yeah, I mean, sure. so they're up two zero. Um, they're going to be. I I I'm you know this whole playoffs. You know, we did this show a couple weeks ago before the playoffs started, and my two teams are already out. Yeah, my two teams. Oh, yeah. I Me had too. going to the finals <laughs> and the team I, and the team yeah. I wanted to win. Yeah. Um, you know, Boston was out. I mean, Boston had a great regular season. The the, the greatest uh, regular season in the history of the NHL. Yeah. Well, what does that and, mean? You know, but, that's the Red Wings. You know, well, and that's the thing is, that, you know, we kind of talk about that is, you know, that one year the Red Wings, they won 64 games and they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. You know, it's like, yeah, you can have, you can be a president's trophy winner, but that's what I love about the playoffs. Same thing with the, with basketball, right? Yep. You know, Miami's an eight seed. No, they're absolutely just taking it to Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and that's what's good. It's good for the game. It's good for viewership uh, all the way around. Um, that's pretty much my thought on that. I, I think um, I think Florida is really showing is really uh, showing some uh, some good stuff. It, it both wins on the road. So they're heading back home, which how much of a home ice is that here in Florida? Uh, you know what? I've been to a game there, and that is probably one of the worst stadiums I've ever sat in the game. In, in uh, what is it? Sunrise, Florida, just north Sunrise, of, Florida. Just north There's of a huge, uh, you know, it's right down the road from TPC Sawgrass, to be uh, honest yeah, with you. Okay. That's where it's at. Yep, yep, it's, yep. it's not far from there. Uh, there's a mall right across. It's like the mall parking lot is pretty much the parking lot oh, to wow. the stadium. 
So they but, they uh, they play game three tomorrow down in Florida uh, with a commanding two nothing lead, and then today uh, you have the Vegas Golden Knights going in and doing what they did the first game, yeah, in overtime, boom. Oh, I'm sorry. That was uh, oh, that's, that was wrong clip, that was the wrong clip. Excuse me. Wrong Let me. Uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Um, here need we go. Get, need to get a better producer. I guess. I'm telling you, I'm uh, I'm failing uh, mightily. Uh, here we go. I got the right one. Now we're got the right one. It's over. Game set match overtime. Uh, just uh, just under two minutes. Actually, just a little over a minute into overtime, the Knights take a commanding 2-0 lead over Dallas, who I I thought Dallas was going to win this series, albeit they've had uh, some nice comebacks. Mm -hmm. Game one, they were down late. They tie it. Same goes today, uh, and it goes to overtime, uh, and, and, and Vegas takes off here. So, the difference here, Dallas is going home. They've, they, they've got a big home crowd, so they have a bit of an advantage. I don't think this series is over. I think there's definitely an opportunity for Dallas to get back into this thing and, and make it interesting. So uh, what's your take on this series? Yeah, Dallas is a, is a tough place to play. Um, they do have a good fan base. It gets rowdy in there. I yeah. think the players will feed off the energy there. However... Uh, I mean, Vegas is, um, I'm not going to say Vegas travels well or anything like that, that the fan base is going to be there to help them out. But, but I think that Vegas has got some depth on their roster that really is in their, is in their favor. Not saying, not saying that Dallas doesn't, Dallas does, but I just think all the way around, I think there's a deeper, I think they're a deeper team. Um, I'm liking, um, I'm liking uh, Eichel. I'm liking his play. Yeah, it's it's um, it's fun to see uh, a superstar, which he yeah. was a superstar, but he was playing in Buffalo. So, you know how big of a superstar was he? So it's it's exciting to see him going. And then real quick, they're doing this with the backup goalie. Yes, Hill came in who had a yep. very up and down regular season. So he he came in in I think it was game five against Edmonton. Came in, yeah. came in cold. There was an injury to the starter. He came in and then has been absolutely lights out ever since. So uh, that plays into your comment a second ago, their depth. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I guess, you know, we talk about football the same way, next man up, right? Right. Um, and I remember watching that game. I think you and I were watching that game together when you know, it went down with an injury. It was like, oh, you know, it's mm-hmm. like that first thing we thought was like, well, that's that's it for Vegas. Yeah. You know, it, it, Know. And they were because down. Like they were down two nothing in that game, and then, yep. well, yeah, he, that was yeah, a shock. He, yeah, he 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 played his ass off. So yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the series shape up. I I I got a firm belief that um, that Florida Florida's got a good chance. I think I think they split. Uh, I think they're going to split in Florida. Yeah, but um, I I think Florida's going to take it in in five games. Okay. Yeah, that seems fair. That seems fair. 
So, be exciting to see the the, the way this series transpires. Obviously, uh, next week we'll hit on it a little further. Maybe one yeah. of these ga- series will be maybe, over with. Maybe I'll get a ch- maybe I'll get a chance to watch uh, watch an entire game instead of just <laughs> catching highlights. Right? Yeah, for sure. So we're gonna move on to uh, an- another local uh, topic. Hey, we got uh, Mister Elizi. Hey, guys, what's up, man? Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate uh, the loyalty here. Um, we're going to talk about Michigan hoops and Michigan State football. What is going on with these programs? And the question is, which one's in worse shape? I mean, I think it's 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 probably a one and a one a here. Um, yeah. JP, I know you're ready. You're locked, loaded, ready to go. I'll put the graphic on the screen. Uh, of the key losses per each program here, um, obviously you've got Michigan losing Caleb Love due to an admission situation, and apparently this isn't the first player that's had to hit the portal due to that. Uh, obviously, yeah. Hunter Dick- Dickinson, we've had conversations about about this guy. I think he, going to Kansas is a huge mistake. We'll see. Uh, just like Jet Howard going to the NBA and Kobe Bufkin, are these guys going to get drafted? We'll see. The bottom line is they're not with the program. It hurts them. And then you flip it over to Michigan State football. Keon Coleman, he's gone. Peyton Thorne, he gone. And Charles Brantley, he gone. you got three starters that played a huge role with that program, they're out of here. So, wh- what what's going on, JP, with with these programs? Uh, I think they're both equally as much of a dumpster fire as the other one, as you said. Uh, probably one A and one B. With Michigan, we can start with them. Of course, eighteen and sixteen didn't make the postseason last year. They lost all those guys you named. Uh, they added a couple guys through the transfer portal. Uh, Namari Burnett from Alabama, who averaged a whopping five and a half points for them last year. Uh, Trey Jackson from Seton Hall, who averaged another six and a half points last year. And they have one incoming recruit, George Washington III, real presidential. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. uh, Did he – do we know if – hold on. Do we know if – let me cue it up. Let me cue it up. Oh, I'm going to miss it. Never mind. Oh, here it is. Do we know if he chopped down a cherry tree? George Washington III, did he chop down a cherry tree? <laughs> he very may well have. But uh, So, yeah, you don't have a big recruiting class coming in. You missed the postseason last year. Uh, you lose out on Caleb Love for two admissions. Your top three scorers are gone. Uh, the only returning starter to note is Doug McDaniel, which, I mean, he's he's a serviceable player. Uh, they're probably staring 12 to 15 wins right in the face. No postseason. Probably not even an NIT invite unless something very drastic happens. Mm. Uh, both of these guys, high-profile coaches that make a lot of money to not make the postseason and to underachieve. So, I don't know. I think that this may be the one that does it for Juwan or at least puts makes the hot seat even hotter. Yeah. Oof. And then uh, – well, we I mean, go over to, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're going to hit on it. Go ahead. And then, uh, yeah, we can go over to Michigan State. Another dumpster fire, five and seven. Also, no postseason. Uh, they lost Jaden Reed, uh, seven other starters, 16 guys to the transfer portal. 
Uh, they're bringing in that this is going into Mel Tucker's fourth year. Everybody knows he makes a lot of money there. Uh-huh. Uh, they have nine million a year. They haven't done anything outside of <laughs> Kenneth Walker, who pretty much saved that 2021 season. They haven't done anything well to note the last couple of years. They're bringing in the 23rd ranked recruiting class this year. Their current 2024 recruiting class ranked 63rd in the country. What do they got? Four guys. And I've got not I, a type I, of an error. I actually, I actually have a have an, a live audio clip, not live, but an actual audio clip of Mel Tucker when he was approached here the other day. This is what he said: "I'm not fucking leaving." Yeah, Mel said, "I'm I'm not leaving." You lose Peyton Thorne and Keon Coleman. I mean, you're – I don't know, man. It's its looking dim in East Lansing, but I've seen crazier things, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and you hear all these Spartan fans. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Bislam. Uh, I know you're a Sparty fan. Um, but they keep telling us – they keep telling us that Tuck's coming. I mean, I'm looking. I – you know, I, I opened the door here to the speakeasy, and I'm looking. You know, Lansing's not that far away. Uh, I, I don't see him. I don't see him. I, I, I see yeah. – I, I can smell the cigar smoke, and I see all the cars, you know, that he rents to drive on the field to try and get recruits, but I don't see him. Uh, how long – about the empty cans of Coca-Cola? <laughs> how long before – Tuck is going. How many more seasons before uh, that? Uh, Dude, they're stuck with gets him. flushed. They're absolutely they're stuck, stuck with him. him. And the reason why they're yeah. stuck with him is that it was a guaranteed contract, absolutely mm-hmm. guaranteed. And after, you know, not I mean, not only is, um, you know, the the program in dire straits, but you have to also realize that the university is not out of the woods yet. I mean, there's still a lot of things going on and they just don't have buyout money to say, look, you, mm. you got to go. I mean, unless they jump to get a guy, unless you get a guy like Matt Ishbia saying, I'll just, I'll buy him out because he's that terrible. Well, he's and already which, put money in. <laughs> he's already put well, money but, in. But, yeah. No, but I'm saying just, just, just flat out, buy, you know, say, you know what? I'll burden this cost to get rid of this guy because he's really taken the, he's taken the program down. He's taken the university's name down because dude, he dude, the guy, he ain't shit. Yeah, come on, dude. I mean, no. as, as much as everybody wants to hose on Harbaugh for, you know, oh, oh yeah, he he slept on a kid's floor, uh, you know, for a really bad like kicker too. <laughs> Whatever, but yeah. you know what though? But but you know what though? He, he's everybody was calling him a fraud. He's got a process. He followed his process. Yeah. Stayed true to his process, mm-hmm. and now we are reaping the benefits of that process. So real quick, Mel Tucker's Mel Tucker. He's the king of the portal. He can't recruit. Yeah. He, 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 he robbed and pillaged the portal. And that's how they had that one good season. Well, at, at Maybe first, not. yeah, in the in the state of Michigan, he was two at, years in, ago. In the, yeah. In the, in the colleges in, in the state of Michigan, in the first couple of years that he was there, he was, he Amir was the Speed, Don of Ben that. Van Sumeren. That's not really the king. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but but he played it well, and they. I mean, hey, they, they beat Michigan. You know, good. he beat Michigan the first two years he was there. Kenny Walker the third. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's that's. And if they didn't have him, they well, they weren't winning. K nine beat us, but whatever. So, so real quick, Rich, 
in your opinion, yeah. who's who's in worse shape? Oh, Michigan State football is in, in worse shape, I think. Um, that we, uh, Michigan can get rid of Juwan Howard and not have the have the financial burden of getting rid of him. If they go to try to get rid of Mel Tucker to try to maybe get somebody they can straighten the program out, it's going to really put them in the hole. Oh, I agree. From a financial stand, and I'm thinking finances, right? Yeah. I'm thinking all financial stuff. Not only that, though, is if you got his, you know, if you have his players, you know, just up and leaving. When you have players turning and leaving that fast, it doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't bode well with recruits. They're like, well, if they're coming in and turn around and taking off, you know, who's, you know, what's what's really going on there. <laughs> Okay, we uh we just uh oh boy. Uh we, we got some spam coming in. Uh <laughs> JP, uh if you can get that image out of your head, uh who do you think's in, in a worse situation right now? I I think it's Michigan basketball. I don't think that Michigan State football holds a lot of expectation. Uh like you said Tucker's going into year 4. Harbaugh had 5 years of leeway. I think Tucker will get the same. Uh, Michigan basketball, I think it's just the landscape of college basketball. I mean, when you see a guy like Hunter Dickinson, who for three years has been an all-conference performer, leave to go to another school, I think that's more prevalent in basketball than it is in football right now. So I think I think it's a basketball program. I, they don't have anywhere to go right now. And Howard has gotten worse, progressively worse each season. And they're on the brink of uh, imploding. Yeah, I. That's a tough one. They're both. They're both. Uh, they're both bad. They're both hot garbage. Okay. Inbox. Inbox. Yeah. Inbox. Yeah. Inbox. Yeah. Thanks we, for blocking that shit. Yeah, that's a that's a no go here. Um, but uh, going back to really quick, I'll hit. I will hit on uh, QB's point yeah, here. I'm sure you will. Uh, Mel, Mel Tucker or Jimbo Fisher. Oh, man. I mean, you got a situation just like our last question here, which is in better shape. I think they both are are um, pretty much on the back end or they're just overpriced. And, and obviously, Jimbo Fisher has a huge buyout. So, and But Texas A&M can afford – they can afford to uh, do that buyout. So I, I think they give him one more year, and if not, they're going to show him the door. So, Jimbo's Jimbo's done after this year if he doesn't. Yeah, College Station's a little bit mm. different than East Lansing. Yes, it sure is. Yeah. It sure there's is. a lot of money in College Station. Oh, 100%. Yeah, there is. Hundred percent. So they're uh, they're they're at the uh, the the uh, was it they call it the uh, Q Dairy or whatever it's called yeah. in East Lansing. That yeah. that's where the money funnels in for East for the uh, for the Spartans. That that <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's the quality dairy is what it's called. There's a yeah. lot more. There's a lot more money in College Station than there is yeah. in East Lansing. Oh, absolutely. Oh boy, yeah. It's they're both they're both in bad shape. So, moving on, we're unveiling a new segment to the Easy Speak. We're evolving right before your eyes. It's pretty exciting. This one is called Get Ready for It Rapid Fire. So we're gonna go around the table. I'm just gonna throw a little word at people. And uh, quickly uh, go around and, and, and what's your opinion? As we just talked about, Keon Coleman transferred. He goes to Florida State. JP, hit on it. Smart. 
top 10 program, uh, NFL QB prospect from Jordan Travis. Bo Schembechler's son joins Michigan, uh, Michigan, hold on, recruiting team. Three days later, I'm out. Rich, what are your thoughts on that one? <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you. I mean, you got a Schembechler name. You got a lot. I mean, you got to get thick skin, right? Everybody knows about all the uh, stuff that was surrounding uh, Bo's legacy. Uh, get thick skin, or go crawl under a rock somewhere. Cited concern and pain over social media activity. Very interesting. He's, he's uh, probably getting roasted. Uh, yeah, but that's just that's silly. But uh, USC AD resigns. Citing health concerns, very very suspicious to me. He was a very key component to USC going to the Big Ten. What do you think about that, JP? Uh, yeah, USC going to the Big Ten and bringing in Lincoln Riley. I mean, the guy's 62 years old. If he's got plenty of money. If he wants to spend time with his family, so be it. Okay. little off-topic, sports-related. One of the greatest video game franchises of all time, NCAA football is coming back for the 2024 season. Just came out this week that FBS players are going to be eligible to be a part of the game. They basically have to submit to the game, which is pretty cool. It's going to give some players that maybe not get a lot of notoriety, going to get some notoriety. Rich, will you buy this game? Is it is, is this something that and, – and it minds you, the last, the yeah. last player that was on the, on the cover was – Shoelace, so it's going to be exciting. So you said you'll you'll buy the game. Uh, there's not without a shadow of doubt. I'm going to buy this game. I mean, this was this was instrumental in your childhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yep. had a choice between Madden and college football. It was always college football. Um, what was cool about it is you. Uh, I think that as a kid growing up, you'd always make a create your own player, yeah. and your own player was the quarterback of whatever college you wanted it to be with a 4.0 GPA. (laughs) Of course, you know, uh, you, 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 you can't, you can't make it being 2.0. So you obviously got to make it, but you know, um, absolutely for sure. I I think it's about time that these players really cash on their name, image and likeness. And everybody has been dying to have this game come Mm -hmm. back out again. And uh, I, I look forward to uh, playing it and I'll probably buy it on, both platforms, PS5 and Xbox, because that's what my kids probably want. So yeah, J- but that's what I want too. So JP, hit on that. Are you excited for this this relaunch? Uh, and it will be it something that you will purchase. Absolutely, I'll come out of retirement. I currently don't have a game <laughs> system right now, but for that one, I will. And I will be importing all the draft classes to Madden. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Um, Let's see here. QB1, Virginia Tech speed option. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you had with, with Vic was a part of that, or was he already no, Vic gone? Was, Vic was before that. Yeah, oh, Vic yeah. was way before that. Um, it was announced this week that the 49ers are set to host Super Bowl 60. They just recently hosted the Super Bowl at Levi Stadium a couple years ago. Uh, JP, is this a, a Super Bowl good fit for Northern California? I suppose. I mean, it's obviously a corporate event now. It's not affordable for the everyday person, people. So, 
Yeah, it's a fit because nobody's going to be able to afford to go there, and tickets will probably be upwards of 10K a piece or better. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Um, also this week, I know we don't hit on it very often, but we will be coming up soon uh, as more fights get underway during our shows. Uh, Poirier, get, get, uh, Justin Gaethje, too, going to take place in Salt Lake City for UFC 291. Uh, Rich, are you excited about this potential fight? And is, uh, will you be present in the speakeasy while it is being broadcasted? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, question one. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see it. I, I Justin Gaethje, he's always a draw. He always performs, puts on good fights. Um, I don't think he's going to win, but uh, I'll be there to watch it. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see actually some more UFCs and kind of get back into it and kind of took a hiatus from it. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, definitely uh, catching that fight. Uh, JP, I know you're you're a UFC guy. What are your thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, so they're going to unretire Jorge Masvidal's bad motherfucker title for this fight. Uh, (laughs) Rematch from 2018 was the fight of the year. Obviously, uh, Poirier won by TKO. Uh, Poirier is kind of hot right now, four of his last five. I think Gaethje is more desperate for a win. He's lost a couple. Uh, It's going to be fireworks. I'm super excited to see this. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good brawl. So that was awesome. Rapid fire. It wasn't as rapid, but uh, we'll hit on it. We'll improve it a little bit, maybe add some sound in the background uh, to give it a little bit more pizzazz. So. Uh, moving on, last week, obviously, if you watched or listened, we talked Mexican food, which was an awesome, awesome segment. We, I mean, we had so much fun for that. But this week we decided, hey, you know what? Summer's right around the corner. What's happening next week? We got Memorial Day weekend coming up. And what time of year does that mean? Ladies and gentlemen, it is, it is, oh, did we lose? What happened here? We just went blank for a second, but we're back. Anyways, I don't know what happened there. Uh, I apologize. It is it is the best patio, outdoor patio bar that we're looking for. We, we did uh, a, a post on Twitter looking for some recommendations, as we had done in the past with the food uh, recommendations, and we got some good ones here. Uh, Laura Bagley, four. She came in hot with three of them. Mike's on the water, Zeph's in the shores, and Cabana Blue. Obviously, she's an East Sider, so she represented. Our good buddy, Jimmy Fredell. Boat Bar in Ortonville. I have heard uh, the lovely Christina has mentioned that that uh, is a cool place we need to check out. And then he went with Breeze Estate Winery up there in Traverse City. Uh, Gotta love the peninsula up there. Last time we went... uh, JP was with us, but he was uh, he was passed out uh, from a, a heavy night of drinking the <laughs> night before. So uh, Christina and I uh, <laughs> made the uh, the jaunt to the peninsula. Only made it through two wineries. We couldn't uh, go any further because yeah, little cuckoo. Uh, and then our good buddy Dan, our our Arizona, our Phoenix, Arizona representative, who is coming to Detroit and might actually throw out the first pitch. Uh, there are rumors of that happening. Uh, we'll have to get down there for that one. That would be awesome. He's going old school, Corktown, Nemo's. Um, that's a cool place. Great place for tailgating as well. And then Go Blue Forever mentioned it's a matter of taste. 
in commerce. That's right there on the lake. Really cool place. I've heard a lot of good things about that. Uh, I know it was recently closed, but it's uh, reopened since. So, Rich, we'll start. Solid, to, there were some solid choices right there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, the, the, the St. Clair Shores ones, I think they've changed names since, but I used to, obviously, I'm, I'm from the east side originally, so I have made a couple stops in those places. Uh, very that good. explains right, a lot. Right on the lake, really cool place you can take your boat to, so. Uh, Rich, what's a what's a patio bar that or an outdoor type of venue that you look forward to uh, going well, to? I I got two like right off the top of my head. I actually probably three right off the top of my head. Probably the first one is closer out by where we're at, Tom. Uh, Zuki Lake Tavern yeah. is always a oh, good yeah. one. It's right on, it's right on Zuki Lake. It's mm-hmm. got a patio up top. Um, uh, good food. I mean, it's your traditional bar fare. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing. It's- but you can't Absolutely, order you, know. you can't order French fries up on the patio, which is very, yeah. I, very I can't understand that you can't. Me. Yeah, you can't get them up there. It's <laughs> kind of weird, but whatever. Um, Zuki Lake is always a good choice uh, out by us. I actually, I uh, even though it's right next to the expressway, Captain Joe's. I, I like the, sitting outside there. It's a it's a good place. Their food is good. They got uh, their menu is probably like uh, seven pages long. It's so that it it has. If you changed. can't find something to eat there. If you can't find something to eat there, you have a problem. Their menu has shrunk down a little bit, so okay, uh, yeah, it's not as big there. I haven't been there this year yet, but yeah. last year I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know, for uh, downtown, uh, I like Brew Detroit, even though it's really, um, you know, you, uh, it's you like look at old it, parking lot buildings, yeah. But it's but I mean, but it's nice. It's, they got good food. They got good mm-hmm. beer. Oh yeah. Um, and then. Uh, there used to be some places in Dearborn, but I think it closed down. So I'm not even going to mention that. But <laughs> other than that, I, I mean, those are my spots. Really, I think are uh, are are good top notch places to visit. Cool, cool. JP, what you got? I uh, I wanted the second Zuki Lake Tavern. Uh, the Rich said that's a good one. And then uh, I'm kind of vanilla here. I'm a sucker for a good sports atmosphere. So I, I went with the Tin Roof. And uh, <laughs> yeah, right oh, next yeah. door, you can throw a rock at Comerica Park. Uh, me, Tom, and Christina actually met there before Miggy's 3000s hit yep. last year, and uh, it and was electric, man. I love those atmospheres. We had a, yeah, a, it's fun. A, a friend of ours that was with us that was uh, maybe drinking a little bit too much during that game. They didn't make it through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Tin Roof? That yeah. was that was one of my. I'm going to use a, a an old radio phrase here that uh, y'all both stole my thunder. Oh, sign, sound the siren! Uh, yeah, uh, I, I will stay downtown. I like Harry's. Harry's upstairs is really good. I've been frequent to Harry's since you know the beginning. Since the cat was out of the before the cat was out of the bag for the free parking. Uh, <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> Some reason why you go there, is yeah. Because you oh go well, there, some beer and get free parking. Yeah. Sometimes that is the case. Sometimes that is the case, but it's worth going. Um, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and obviously, um, Zuki Lake is great. Yeah. South Lion Hotel, right in town here, has a really good patio. So that that's that's a good place. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's some there's some really cool places around town, and you're starting to see a lot more establishment going down that route because they know people don't want to be inside in the bar when it's yep. a beautiful day. And you know what? If they don't have 
the ability to go out on the water or go on a motorcycle ride or whatever the case may be. They just want to go and sit outside and enjoy the weather and, and have a drink or two or more. Uh, so you're seeing a lot more places going that route, which is great. I mean, it's great for business. It's key, it keeps the bars and restaurants um, really going when it comes to uh, the summer seasons when generally people are out and about. And not really going into the bars very often. So um, definitely some good ideas, good submissions, and I want to thank everybody that participated on Twitter. Um, don't forget to go give us a follow on Twitter, at EasySpeakCast. Um, so that's generally where we put our, our questions out. So uh, moving on to some of our – one of our favorite, favorite parts of the show – Yes, it is. It's time for Ain't My Money. JP? Not my problem. <laughs> there we go. Uh, obviously, this is a segment where we give you our bet that we think might hit and hope you go ahead and take our advice, throw some money down, and win some money, and then maybe give us a little you know, a little kickback or two or a follow. We would appreciate that. But, Rich, since this is your first show back uh Fully here in, a, in the last couple of weeks. We're going to start with you. Hey, what's uh, your pick for this week's Ain't My Money? Not your problem. Oh, Jesus. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even get a chance to research this, so I'm actually on okay, Drew. FanDuel. <laughs> I'm on FanDuel right now. All right, Drew. That, All right. Hey, you're welcome, guys. Hey, I'll, you go and research, and I'm going to take it to somebody who I know researched this. JP, hey, it ain't your money. It's not your problem. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I went to the NBA Finals Game 4 tomorrow. Uh, I like uh, Jamal Murray over 26.5 and, and Anthony Davis over 26.5 at plus money, 240. Well, uh, if anyone has been paying attention to JP's picks, uh, they have been hitting. So, uh, word to the wise, take his advice, get on the app, make a bit, and uh, I think you'll be happy with the result. Rich, are you ready? All right, Rich. All right. Yeah. It it ain't your money. It's not your money. And so it's not your problem. What do you got? It is not my problem. So uh, just just cruising fan duel, parlay, four leg parlay, Jamal Murray over seven and a half, Anthony Davis over seven and a half, LeBron over five and a half, first quarter. This is all first quarter points, by the way. Oh. And Djokovic, seven and a half points in in the first quarter. Was it's that? a plus fourteen eighty six. Oh wow! I'd put, I'd put ten on it. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a that's a. Um, a it's all first quarter stuff. That, that's a pretty good uh, pick for your quick research there, uh, Rich. Uh, Pay that man his money. I'm telling you, uh, if if you you decide to go with that pick, um, oh, you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. Oh, yeah. Get on the phone. Make that bet. My uh, bet this week for, uh, obviously, it's not my money, so it ain't my problem. I think we're, the consensus is we're staying in Denver. I'm going money line. It's plus 140. This series is done. 
I don't trust LeBron. I think I think you're going to come find out at the end of this this series that there was something wrong with him with his ankle. No bench. They don't. He's just not getting enough help, like we talked about earlier. Uh, and obviously, Anthony Davis. Which, if you're smart, you're going to take JP's pick. It's been the only one to show up. So, I like Denver to close out. Well, well JP, JP took uh, Anthony Davis to go plus uh, over twenty six. So that means that's just, the re- that's the I'm regard I'm I'm talking about. So. I'm just kidding. Take Denver, money line, plus 140. I think this series done. I think Denver goes uh, and, and finishes it off there in L.A. So with that being said, we're going to move on to some closing thoughts. Um, and, again, Rich, you uh, first night back in a couple weeks, like I said a few minutes ago, we're going to let you go first. You got some closing thoughts? Mm. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna drew it. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, I mean uh, I, I've been watching the socials and everything like that, and I, uh-huh. I do really, I do really appreciate the uh, uh, the shares, the likes, the comments. Uh, I I read them all. My phone goes off. I read them all. It's good to see the interaction with people. Um, I, I mean, um, I will say I didn't get a chance to really talk about my selections on the. Uh, now the Mexican food places, but I shared with you guys before the show is uh, El Pastor uh, Tacos at La Bamba in mm. Lincoln Park is dynamite. That's where I'll be going. You got it. You got to go with the carne estada fries. You, yep. you can't go. You can't go wrong. So, but yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. But no, I mean everything's going good. Thanks you guys for holding down the fort for the last couple of weeks in my absence. Um, I still plan on uh, getting back into the swing of things. I'll probably have a little more time coming up here to um, do a little more research than I have been doing, but everything's good. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, get that submission in. Like, you know, you weren't here last week. Perfect time for the closing thoughts to get that in, and hopefully people take you up on that advice. I know uh, I'm expecting a takeout here uh, from there one of these days. On your yeah, way home. <laughs> believe me. Well, you know, if you want, you can see the pic. I posted pictures on Instagram and yeah. uh, tagged uh, our uh, JP and I, a uh, good buddy there, Chow Down Detroit, and told me he's got to check it out. So. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Uh, JP, uh, I always look forward to this segment because you bring you bring a lot of passion to this 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 closing thoughts, and, and it really hammers it home. So what do you got this week? Well, I'll tell you what. That was a tough act to follow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, in honor of uh, Mental Health Awareness Month here, I'm going to talk about uh, overcoming negativity and changing your mindset. I actually have a quote from the late Earl Nightingale, and it goes, "We plant in our subconscious what we whatever we plant in our subconscious mind and nourish with repetition and emotion will one day become a reality." Mm. So, message everybody to keep going, stay positive. And uh, we can do it. We can make it happen. Man. I, I, and that's going to lead into my closing thoughts. Uh, I met you right here. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I met JP probably, that's been, what, six, seven years ago? Yeah. We worked together. And the, the growth 
that get the tissue get the tissues out. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe <laughs> the the growth that I've seen yeah. from from this young man, um, it's been unbelievable. Uh, he's now a father. Which looking back, I mean, we've had conversations before. Like you know, I've made it so long, and, and I haven't. I'm not a father yet. I obviously I've never been a father, stepfather, um, but just to see the growth that he has made, uh, not only uh, in his personal life, in his professional life as well, and then joining on this podcast that has just taken it beyond a level that I couldn't have even imagined. So I'm very thankful for that, and I couldn't be any more proud of, of the man that you have become, become JP. And I know, Thank you. I know um, you and Melissa are an unbelievable team, and you're going to raise a daughter that's just going to grow up to, to, to be a wonderful young lady. And, and I'm just I'm, I'm proud to call you my friend. I'm proud that you're part of this show. And um, just just so excited about the the opportunities that we have, uh, the three of us as as the Easy Speak goes on. Looking back to where Rich and I started, we were just doing audio to where we are now. It's just it's it's awesome, and you're going to help take us and put us over the top. And I'm I'm just I'm thrilled, and I I just I think the world of you, JP, and and uh, very proud, Appreciate it. very proud. So. I'm going to say it again, even though Christine will probably hold me out. With that being said, <laughs> we're going to we're going to uh, look forward I, to eyes are sweating. Yes, yes, we're going to look forward to. Um, um, well, he is a great dad. Yep. Oh, look at that. I'm not the only one. Oh, so that's awesome. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Um, we are going to do a show next week. I know it's a, a weekend. It's a holiday weekend, so we're going to be on next Sunday. Uh, I am going to bring on uh, who I'll just say it. He he is still my nephew. He was a, a nephew from my uh, 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 many moons ago. We'll just say that uh, he's grown up to be um, a pretty cool young man. He's got a nice little story. Big fan. He loves the show. Um, got a message from his dad that said he really wants to come on and be a part. and uh, uh, So we're going to do that for him. Um, Drew, uh, ironically enough, his name is Drew. <laughs> so we're going to have him on. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some basketball. So we're going to uh, have him on. So looking forward to that. Uh, obviously, the NHL series are going to spin out. Maybe they'll be done. Maybe we'll we'll have an idea who's going to be in the, in the Stanley Cup Finals. And... Um, Obviously, uh, as the week goes, more news will come out, and we'll we'll talk about it. We're kind of like the John Oliver of sports podcasts here. At the end of the week, <laughs> we we have all week to to uh, ingest uh, yep. some sports topics, and we get to bring it to you guys. And obviously, like we we let off the show, so happy and so uh, grateful for everyone that's kind of been a part of this thing. Uh, the likes, the follows, and this and that, the submissions, it's been great. And, and, and it's only going to get better with your help. So, obviously, tell everybody, tell your friends, tell your families, give us a shot. You know, look for our reels that we're putting out. Go give us a follow uh, because it helps us out. It helps get the word out to everybody else so we can grow, uh, keep growing. And, and um, Brandon, thank you so much uh, for that. I uh, appreciate that. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow uh, as he's part of the Reckless Speculation crew. Um, but 
every like, every follow helps, and we definitely appreciate it. So we are going to close this show out today. Again, I, I appreciate everybody that that's took part today, the submissions and the comments, and uh, we look forward to doing this again. So we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right back here next week for another fun-filled episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. Cheers. Cheers.